fellow lighting nerds and friends, and welcome to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again. I suspect many of you are in a similar position to me this week, just having returned uh, home to um, you know wherever your wherever your home or work is from the June Lightovation market. Um, it was amazing. Not gonna lie. I think all of us that were able to attend, I know everyone wasn't able to attend, but I feel sure this is just a great sign of things to come in January, which I expect is going to be just completely bonkers as far as markets go. Don't forget, remember the January 2022 market is early. It's like the first week of January. So mark your calendars now because it is definitely on a different time schedule than it has been before. But uh, this week on Light Files, we're mostly going to talk about market. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about a few of the things that I saw, discussed. Um, anyway, just some of the general goings on in our industry as reported by me, a non-reporting professional <laughs> uh, from the June Lightovation. So just first of all, it was so delightful to see everyone. Um, I I think I've said it before in this podcast. If not, I personally am vaccinated. Um, so I felt pretty comfortable in my decision to attend and, you know, giving lots of uh, hugs and handshakes this market. It was just really wonderful to see everyone's faces that I've come to know and love in this industry and to be able to get to spend some time with everyone. It was just the most heartwarming experience <laughs> I've had in a long time. Um, I think we all kind of were hoping and expecting market to feel that way. Uh, and it just did not disappoint. It was, um, it was really amazing. The DMC felt basically like normal if i had to like put a spin on it just as a buyer's perspective i would say it felt just about as busy as a regular june market especially wednesday afternoon thursday friday morning um Tuesday, there was nobody there, really. Wednesday morning was a bit light. Friday afternoon was a bit light with people going ahead and leaving. Um, I left on Saturday morning, uh, but I gathered that Saturday morning was also pretty quiet um, at the market center. But um, that was a good solid 48 hours of lots of engagement, lots of wonderful lighting folks running around. Um Lots of hugs and smiles, and that was just pure joy. Now, I forget what we were there to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, by lighting and fans. <laughs> it was almost, I know we all look forward to market for a variety of reasons, you know, including the, the social networking part of it. Um, and definitely I felt like the emphasis, this market market was on the social connections, the networking, um, more so than normal. I think just cause we all have so much pent up energy and ideas and frustration from being holed up in our own, uh, personal businesses and homes this past 18 months. So, um, I did get my fill. My voice is a little hoarse today. I don't know if you can tell, but, um, I have just never, talked so much for four days straight in my life. Uh, so I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> I am a like closet introvert doing all the 
talking and engaging does not come naturally to me. I know you don't believe that, but it is true. (laughs) So uh, I'm still recuperating from all that. I think when I got home, I went to bed and slept for 12 hours straight, which is not like me, but but I was exhausted. And um, I think everyone had that similar experience. It was just kind of a wonderful exhaustion. So I got my fill at market of my two favorite, least favorite questions. And I'm not judging anybody. I use these questions too. They're excellent shorthand for starting a conversation. I just want us to come up with two new generic questions that we can ask one another at market. The first one, how's business? In all of my years, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything other than business is great, business is good, business is about the same as last year. I don't think I've ever heard anybody on any side of this question say, oh my gosh, it's such a disaster. Okay, maybe during the recession people were saying that, but since then, no one says, oh my gosh, it's such a disaster. How's business? Business is good. Um, I guess that's all there is to report on that. So let's make a pact as listeners of The Light Files that we will not ask how business is going forward. Okay, unless we really need to. (laughs) But let's think of a better question to ask one another. And then my other favorite question is, what's the best thing you've seen at market? Um, And by the time I'm asked that question, I cannot even remember what I have seen. It's such, as a buyer, it's such overload. Um, I almost get it. You know, some of you all know know that for a little while I worked for Capital Lighting Fixture Company out of Atlanta. It was a really great experience for me. And when you're in your own showroom as a manufacturer and all you're doing is seeing your product and nothing else, um, I can totally see where the curiosity comes from in that question as a buyer what I've seen is everything. What I've retained feels like nothing. I'm totally confused sometimes. I've saw, you know, hopefully not, but sometimes you start to, by like day two or three, you've seen like three similar versions of the same fixture. And it's just, you know, we're all following trends and the course of product in our world and whatever. So it doesn't really surprise me that there's duplicate light fixtures or very, very similars or, you know, it, it really just doesn't shock me. We're all paying attention to market trends and finishes and styling. So of course that kind of thing is going to happen, but then it just kind of becomes like such mind numbing confusion about where you saw what and what really was your favorite. Anyway, so I can't think of anything just wildly exceptional that stood out to me at market um, to report on here. There were a couple great new um, ceiling fan introductions by a couple manufacturers of really, really large, uh, um, large width, large diameter ceiling fans, which I'm really excited for those. I definitely think there's a need in our industry for that scale of fans um, provided not just by the one manufacturer that became known for it, but by several of them. So I'm excited for those new products. But other than that, (laughs) I'm at a loss. So those are my two hot button questions. How's business? What's your favorite thing you've seen at market? 
my answer is I don't know, and the question makes my head hurt. But um, that that aside, I really love talking to you all. So let's open conversations any way we can do it. Maybe just find a way that we can be more creative uh, in the future. So I also learned that uh, The Light Files uh, has maybe not regular listeners, but uh, infrequent listeners that I find to be really, really inspiring and high profile people in the industry. And I must take this moment to tell you all that I feel very blessed that you would take time out of your busy schedules and running the much bigger companies that you run than I do to listen to this podcast. It, um, it means a lot to me. I appreciate the, uh, willingness to learn and understanding that we are all in this together and the support is just phenomenal. Um, so thank you all for listening. I really was, uh, pleasantly surprised by the number of people that had told me that they listened to the podcast. I, um, I just, yeah, it really just kind of blew my mind and it almost made me nervous. <laughs> it was easier to do this when I didn't really know who I was talking to. Um, so now that I know, hi, <laughs> uh, but I promise to kind of keep this up um, and do an excellent job um, talking about the issues facing our industry and how we might uh, work together to uh, overcome some of these challenges in, in the months and years to come. Uh, th there is just definitely aftermarket, I can say for sure, there is work to be done. There are pressures on all sides. I really learned an interesting tidbit from a few manufacturers at market. Um, I think a lot of us lighting showrooms, uh, were under the impression that, uh, like an IMAP holiday manufacturer X picks this bank of days and they say, okay, we're having IMAP holiday this day through this day. Here's how much the discount is. And we believed that the manufacturer set those dates and those terms. Well, I learned um, from a couple different manufacturers at market that that's not really true. It is the big e-commerce players in our industry that say, hey, we're having a sale this date to this date. You're participating, right? And then the manufacturer, I, um, you know, is compelled in whatever way to participate in that IMAP holiday and at the discount that the e-commerce uh, vendor would like them to offer the discount at. Um, again, I really thought the ho holidays were coming from the manufacturer's side. I understood, of course, that they were for e-commerce business. I just didn't realize how much those dates and discounts and programs were really driven by the e-commerce uh, customers and not the manufacturers themselves in service of that customer. Um, so I found that really interesting. And uh, definitely, if you think it through, that's just a challenge all the way around. Manufacturers need to have multiple or need to have or slash are going to have multiple channels of distribution and uh, just f figuring that out, like how that impacts their business and the hoops that they have to jump through is pretty interesting and how they square that with supporting the independent lighting showroom. So I found that to be really interesting. Um, I do think uh, in a lot of ways, Everyone sort of agreed that, uh, you know, the horse is out of the barn when it comes to e-commerce, online selling, and uh, selling direct to designers in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and so there's a lot to be thought of um, in terms of how we manage those things successfully. I think we're well on the way 
in dealing with, um, you know, competition versus online retailers. But definitely there's a lot still to think about and discuss and get figured out with the manufacturers who have opted to sell direct to the trade. Not everyone is, of course. Some manufacturers tried the direct to trade and realized that that just wasn't really going to work uh, for them. And so they pulled back on that. But there's there's definitely challenges there that uh, we still need to be discussing and talking about. Um, to that end, I was also I have been pleasantly surprised even just in this day since I've got back from market to um, see that communication is improving in our industry. And I'm telling you, it can just be the littlest things. Like I got a couple emails today of uh, 4th of July sales, Independence Day sales that I did not know about until today. And it's a little late notice, but at least I'm finally getting notice of some of these things. I cannot emphasize this enough. Please communicate with us. If um, showrooms are supposed to be eligible to participate in this online holiday, uh, please make sure we're notified of it. Even if that online holiday is really just for the e-commerce retailers, I get it. Um, We in the showrooms still need to know. We need to not be taken uh, by surprise if a customer comes in talking about a sale on uh, Wayfair that we just didn't realize and we just think Wayfair is violating IMAP and we're reporting, we're wasting everybody's time. If we just are clued in, we can either support the sale or be knowledgeable about the sale or price match the sale. And it really eases a lot of layers of difficulties with uh, with our customers and uh and, and and makes our salespeople's jobs easier. I would also strongly encourage every manufacturer in the sound of my voice to make sure that you are sending that same sale information, not just to the showrooms, your showroom distribution list uh, and your reps, but also to XO Lights and Lights America too, so they can upload the sales onto our websites if we have opted to participate in manufacturer uh, IMAP holidays. It just makes everything so quick, so automated. Uh, the the website companies can just, you know, they can apply the rule about what's on sale, when, from what manufacturer. It auto applies to our websites. It auto comes off so that nobody's in violation of IMAP when the sale is over. I can't, it makes life so much easier. And then if the uh, retail customer or whomever is, you know, Googling part numbers and they find the sale on, you know, big e-commerce website, they also see the same sale on my website. And that gives me so much credibility. It also creates the sense of the product as a brand. You know, like if you want to buy some sort of Apple device and it's on sale via Apple, it's also on sale through their resellers, like whether it's Verizon or who whomever, that sale is the same everywhere you go. And then it's on to on the consumer to decide what works best to them for them in terms of where they buy it from. But you have that constant level of brand fidelity. The brand is always the same no matter where you're getting it from. And that really does help level the playing field for independent lighting showrooms. A lot of people do want to sh- support local businesses and shop local uh, but they don't want to overpay. And I get it. Nobody does. So anytime that we can be put on equal footing 
to to the rest of the internet, the rest of the e-commerce community, it helps so, so much. So please continue to share this information, share it as soon as you know it. Um, I understand now after market this week that sometimes uh, manufacturers don't exactly know the dates of their sales until they're pretty close to happening. Okay, that's not ideal, but fine. But as soon as you know, please let us all know. Please let your reps know. Please let your lighting showroom customers know. And critically, for most of us that use Lights America or Exo Lights, let them know so they can get it uploaded into their websites. And then it automatically flows through all of our websites all across the internet and makes things seamless and it makes your brand look better. And that's good too. We all want that. It makes your brand look better and it makes my showroom brand look better. And that's really, really ideal. Um, so continuing this communication that has kind of started to really gain some momentum in the industry, we have got to keep it going. There's so much more to do. I'll keep talking about this because I just think it's really important that we drive this home, that they're part of the challenge in our industry and things that have caused us heartache in years gone by is just a lack of communication with one another. And that is so easily resolved. You don't have to share your company secrets or this or that, but you can communicate your basic terms, your, your, uh, your sales, your product information, like all this stuff is so easily communicated. And if it is just clearly effectively communicated and whatever data feed or email list it needs to be sent in, it makes such a world of difference and it makes everyone's lives so much easier and better. The other bit of news that I heard uh, a good amount about um, at market was back orders we're all plagued by them. Manufacturers are plagued by them trying to get product in. Showrooms are plagued by them trying to get product to our customers. It has just been quite the ordeal. Um, I do think that uh, it's not going to end anytime soon. I'm sad to report um, what I heard from many man manufacturers is that they expect to some degree these product shortages uh, and backorder situation and freight disasters is going to be going through Chinese New Year 2022. So that means an entire year, 2021, of back orders, back orders, back orders, freight charges. Um, a lot of manufacturers are getting ready to increase prices again. A lot of them we knew about, some we didn't know about. Some are on, I believe, second and a few cases, I think, third price increase for the year. Man, that's such a monumental task for us showrooms to try to keep up with, trying to keep our showrooms tagged properly so that we're selling the goods for the right amount. I know everyone, to some degree, is taking some losses. Uh, manufacturers, I know, are taking a big hit on shipping containers that I'm sort of making these numbers up, but they're sort of based in reality. You know, a shipping container that might have cost $5,000 before now costs $20,000 or more, and that's just for the container. Um, it's just, it is still a hot mess. And uh, unfortunately, all signs point to it continuing to be a mess through Chinese New Year next year in 2022. And that, uh, I who knows if it'll go longer than that, but that is just the most common answer I heard when talking about the backorder situation. So that's something fun for us all to look forward to. Uh, price increases, showrooms, make sure 
Uh, you're trying to keep up with those as good as possible. If you're a member of the Lighting Showroom Association, I'll try to get my list updated and posted back out. But honestly, at this point, the price increases are coming faster than I can keep up with them um, just because all these added freight charges are just, you know, the manufacturers really have no choice but to keep, to increase their cost of goods to cover all these additional expenses. So, um, yeah, it's definitely got some challenges right now, <laughs> our world does. But challenges aside, we had an excellent time together in Dallas for market. I'm so looking forward to January market. I think it's going to be the busiest market we've ever attended. I think most everyone's going to be back. Um, assuming we can get the product to the States, I think there's going to be a lot of great new product. I promise to try to do better about my product overload and not being able to answer that question about my favorite thing I've seen. <laughs> um, but I'm just so excited for it. I really was delighted to, to see everyone and hear all of these great reports from everyone. Um, and I just can't wait to do it again uh, next year. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this uh, episode of Light Files and my uh, Lightivation recap. I'll have more for you next week. And until then, everyone, take care. I'll talk to you again soon.